The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Our Song, uh, the podcast with me and... Megan. Megan. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I can't believe we're on our third podcast already. I know, it feels like we just did the first one, like, yesterday. Well, to be honest, it feels like we're on our fourth podcast, um, because we had to record the last one twice, but that's not going to happen this time around. This is the only time we're recording this podcast. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, so this week is... Oh, for those who don't know, I should probably redo this bit first. For those who don't know what our song is, it's a podcast where Megan and I sit down and chat about the songs that are at the centre of our worlds over the past week. This week, we're doing something a little bit off programme. And um, because we've so much of our podcast so far have been about like life and love in particular, we are picking the songs that make us think of relationships or make us think of people. Those songs that we kind of hear and we really need to just have a good cry at when we hear it. Um, and that's this week. So I'm very excited to hear about yours, Megan. Um, but first, I think we thought we would start off with my first one, because this is the one that I mentioned the first time we recorded the second podcast and mm-hmm. kind of triggered this idea. And this song is really sad. It's called Cherry by Mooseblood. I was young and irresponsible About a year ago And it's impossible to tell I was introduced to this song uh, by somebody... I feel like we should make nicknames for people, but also I don't want to. One of the pieces of feedback I was given about this podcast over the past few weeks was that um, I'm always skirting around my relationships uh, and not really properly discussing them. But um, I'm about to do that again. I first heard this song, it was played to me by a friend who became a little bit more than a friend for a very, very brief period of time when kind of destroyed everything that period. Uh, And this song was like, I feel like every breakup has a song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think everybody kind of has a song when you break up or you have a song that you listened to when you were together and then you hate it when you break up. (laughs) So this song is the breakup song but this band was like a band that we listened to together but okay. the song was a song that i discovered just before we broke up and then when we broke up 
it was like just the song I would cry, literally cry my eyes out to. Um, the lyrics are, and you're going to find out in a second exactly why. It goes, there's only one place that I want to be. It's home with you, girl, so I can hear you breathe. With your hair up like you do and that face that you give when you miss me. Um, the song's actually about um, the lead singer of Moose Blood talking about his wife and his stepdaughter and kind of his relationships with them. But I think it applies because it's such a sad song. And whenever I think of this song, I my heart crushes, not just necessarily like if I'm thinking about myself or any instances I've just been in, but, you know, just this the singing the way the guy sings it is like so full of regret like he knows he could have done stuff differently and better in the chorus he goes i was young and irresponsible about a year ago it's impossible to tell if my hands will ever warm up i don't believe in growing up so um yeah it's all i mean it's heartbreaking it actually reminds me quite a lot of marry me by thomas rett mm-hmm. there's like a lot of like regret and a lot of you know if things were done differently which is what on the last episode um or what marry me sung a lot about was that i get where you're coming from with that but with this song um i listened to it earlier before we decided to you know choose a song and talk about it and when I was listening to it, it sounded really sad, too. And it reminded me of a song that needed to be on the earlier episodes of One Tree Hill. Okay. Well, I, you know what line, <laughs> actually, when you hear it, it you, my heart breaks. And you can imagine, like, if you're trying to get over somebody, this is not the line you want to hear. The line is, she's not mine and it f***ing kills me. She won't look at me that way. That is, like, the only swear word, I think, in the entire song. And you can just... Like, just imagine trying to go over somebody with that lyric in the song. It makes it impossible. But equally, it sums up so so well. I, I feel like this is, like, these lyrics are universal. It is. And what that is, is he talking about the, the step, stepdaughter? I think so, yeah, because that it's he's not his That she's yeah. not his, even though he really wants her to be. That's really sad. Yeah, well, because in earlier on in that verse, he says, she's not mine and she never will be. I'm reminded every day. Yeah, and then he talks about how it kills him that she's never going to look him that way. So it seems as though, like, he may have gotten into this relationship and, you know, the stepdaughter was really wary about him and didn't know, like, is he going to be a good dad figure or not? And I think that's, like, where this song maybe have originated from is because maybe... Even though he's marrying the mom and he's going to become a stepdad, she doesn't necessarily look at him like that, even though he wishes to. What did you think when you listened to the song? What went through your mind? It literally, like I said, it reminded me of One Tree Hill, which I'm a huge fan of the show. And there's this particular season where one of the characters, Peyton, falls in love with this guy named Jake, who has a daughter. And she wanted so badly to be the, you know, to marry Jake and become the girl's mom. But Jake told her, he's like, you're, you'll never be her mom. And it absolutely broke her. And when I think about this song, when I was listening to it today, that's literally what I thought about was that particular episode. You know, also, though, just because it's so stripped back, 
like it's so just like sitting down with, like with the guitar and there's no real production about it it's so raw i really feel like this is one of those songs where vocally you can really feel it yeah and that's what i liked about it so much because taking it back man i'm telling you i watch a lot of on tree hill they have a lot of songs on their show that are like that, especially in the earlier seasons when Peyton was still on them because she was into music like this and she believed in bands that are going to be able to do much bigger than what they were known for. And like Moose Blood is one of those bands that I think about. I think about people like Peyton Sawyer who wants bands like this to be, you know, more heard of. And I love it when they put their feelings into their songs and I wish I was a bigger fan of Moose Blood because clearly they make really good music. Yeah, yeah. I feel like any of my friends who listen to this and I've brought up this song, but particularly Moose Blood, is going to know instantly who I'm talking about because we only really know one person who likes this band. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, your next choice is really interesting because it's an amazing song, but I never really thought of it as like a relationship song. So I don't think anybody does. It it is Royals by Lord. And we'll never be royal. It's a one in our blood. That kind of looks just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of blood. And she's absolutely one of my favorite humans. I love everything about her. Even though people say like her work is starting to decrease from the Pure Heroin album, which I completely disagree. I think Melodrama is a wonderful album, but the reason why I choose Royals is because several years before actually Pure Heroin came out, she was, you know, promoting this song very heavily, especially here in the United States, and I went to go see her at this very small venue that could hold maybe a thousand people, and I know they didn't pack it out, and she was playing the song, and I was like, oh, I heard this song on the radio, I think this is really good, and literally that's how i met one of the most important people in my life and now actually tomorrow we're gonna go see lore together at the melodrama tour there we oh yeah it's tomorrow it is tomorrow yes and i'm really excited this has been so long guys people have been megan's been talking about this for like years it feels like honestly i bought my i literally was going through my phone yesterday deleting footage because i have so much stored on my phone and i was going through you know the album that has all your screenshots which i love that apple has this feature now and i was going back and i had screenshots from back in june and there was one and it was from a group chat and this person was in it and one of my best friends and we were talking about something completely different and he tweet he like like posting it he goes oh i was just about to text you megan he's like lord's coming to the schottenstein and this was on june 16th of last year so it's been it's been a long time yeah which it's is been funny 10 months. <laughs> i was thinking that like actually it, it kind of feels like increasingly artists put tours on sale and the tours are like in a few months time like i've not gone on like i guess other than maybe like, Katy Perry would have been a really long time coming, and Taylor Swift, but even so, Taylor Swift is was only, like, six months between announcement and actually going on tour or getting to the UK. Like, I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot of bands and artists now who are putting on their tours on sale, like, even with Five Seconds of Summer put their three tour in sale and went on tour like two weeks later. Yeah, that's what they need to do more often because the first time they did their own headlining tour, the Rock Out With Your Socks Out, 
they announced a tour in August of 2014, and I actually didn't have tickets to see them until a whole year later. Mm, and it's just like, yeah. why do people do that? Like, One Direction, when they announced the Take Me Home tour, I had to wait. I bought the tickets nearly two years before my date. Well, it's actually, I know very different level of artists, but it's the same with Elton John at the moment, but... Yeah. Anyway, tell me what lyrics and royals do it for you. So when it comes to royals, especially like towards the end of the song, and I totally just lost the lyrics, but it's cool. I'll find them. Um, is the part when she literally, when I hear "and will never be royals," that's one of the songs. Like you know, everybody knows that part. But when it comes to the part where she's like, "We're bigger than we ever dreamed," and I'm in love with being queen. Life is great without a care. We aren't caught up in your love affair, and that is the song particular part of the song that I just love the most just because it kind of reflects on who Lord is and it kind of reflects kind of like the person I aspire to be. And coincidentally enough, that is when, when Wade tapped my shoulder and he's like, hi, I'm Wade. What's your name? What? Wait, um, who is, tell me more about Wade. So Wade, like I have no problem saying his name on air. We're the best of friends. For now. And, <laughs> I mean, I've been friends with Wade for, oh gosh, almost six years now, probably. Maybe, like, five, six years. And, I mean, we tell each other absolutely everything. If it's, like, the dumbest thing, he's the first person I tell. If an, if an artist drops a new album, even if someone I know he doesn't listen to, I was like, hey, this person just dropped an album. I need you to go listen to it and tell me what you think about it. I just did it the other day when George Ezra's new album came out, which is phenomenal, by the way. And I was like, I need you to listen to this whole album. And he's like, I don't have enough time. He's like, choose a song. I was like, I can't. I like them all. I was like, listen to the whole album. He texted me last night. He's like, I listened to the entire album. He's like, it's good. I was like, see, I was like, when I need you to find time, you find it. Fair. I mean, I love, you know what, Lord is an amazing artist. I, I cannot believe we had to wait four years for a new album. And then that album ended up being 10 songs long. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfair. That is unfair. <laughs> I think about that all the time. And because I just bought her vinyl for the melodrama and it cost like $45. I'm like for 10 songs. You're literally paying $4 a song. Yeah. Which is, which is not it's something like that yeah and it's just like um i can get this song for a dollar 29 on apple itunes i love purchasing vinyls but i'm just like come on lord like you can do better than this like i'm really worried her merch is gonna cost me so much money tomorrow yeah i mean i'm so excited for you i didn't go to her melodrama tour when it came to the uk just because it was at alexandra palace which is like it's all standing and it's all like on flat ground, which means that if you're kind of at the back, mm-hmm. it, you might as well be like miles away. So I was just like, hmm, maybe, maybe not, not right now. But anyway, yeah. there we go. So that is uh, Royals Lords. My next one, personally, I think is a very interesting pick. It is Tiny Cities by Flume featuring Beck. That's why I was very surprised that you picked this song because, like, when I think about Flume, I think about the electronic music that he creates, 
And so I was like, I don't think I've ever heard this song. So I listened to it, and I was really intrigued because he actually, like, has Beck on this song. You know, the con- the controversial album of the year. So I thought it was a really good song. And I need you to tell me why you chose it, though. Okay, so two reasons. Okay. Firstly, it actually has nothing to do with the words whatsoever. But the song is... Okay, just imagine this. Imagine listening to a song with your headphones on. And our listeners at home can do this. Pause the podcast and then once I've finished describing it, then go on Spotify or Apple Music and listen to the track with your eyes shut with headphones on. And it's got that feeling about it where it can feel like you're floating. Like there's just something about it which is like so... I don't know, whenever I listen to this song, I feel like... I'm floating in midair. It's a really strange feeling. And for me, that links to relationships because, well, in, in a couple of ways, but firstly, because of that kind of lack of control, which is, but in this case, that's not a bad thing because it's a nice feeling it gives you. Just like hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, being in a relationship should also be a nice feeling. But what, then looking at the lyrics of this song, the thing I if you look at the first verse so it's a lot of confusion and for me that's what relationships are is confusion so he goes can i should i find my way home now did i think i better go home all i said i needed was gone but i thought i heard it all wrong so it's like that doubt and that you know what i think it's time to go wait like did i ever do that like everything i thought i wanted has just gone but I don't know, like, is, is anything the same? And it's all of those questions that Beck asks in the song really relates to me. But also, this is a song that, like, once I've gotten through Cherry by Moose Blood, this is the path to recovery song. So, yeah, I don't know. It's this, the reasons behind the song for me are really, really layered. And it was actually one of the first Flume songs, weirdly, that I actually really liked. That's surprising because, like, Flume actually makes really good music. And when you were talking about the beginning, about how he kind of feels confused, that makes me think about this episode of Modern Family. Here we go. Where, okay, have you, I don't know if you watch the show, but it's really good. No, I have, I have. It's, everything's thinking back to TV shows today. I know, which is good because, you know, there's. I've been watching a lot of TV lately, so I apologize. Um, so there's this episode. I think it's actually a fairly new episode. It's probably one, like, within the last week or two. And you know the, the cute little gay couple? Um, as in Cam and... I can't for the life of me remember their names. I watch a show, but I don't know any of their names. But... Okay. Um, they went to this, like, meditation place, and they went into one of those, I don't even know what they're called, one of those little, like, tubs. Is it Cam and Mitch? I think so. Yeah. Mitch sounds Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yeah, 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 I think it is, yeah. Okay. And they go into this, like, meditation place, and there's, like, this floating thing. I don't even know what they're called. But, like, you float, basically, in, like, this egg shape thing, and they put, like, the, like, the lid on you. And you're supposed to spend like an hour floating in the water. Okay, sure. And the one with the red hair, he, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and he was floating in it. And that's what it reminds me of because he literally started freaking out about and everything in his life. He was like, should I do this? I was like, did I do this wrong? Is this why my daughter turned out so bad? And it's just like, that's what I think about when it comes to the first set of lyrics in this song. It's like, you by yourself, you have things to think about. You're kind of enclosed in a small space. And he's just thinking about everything in his life. So I feel like that's kind of what's going on in this Flume song at the beginning. 
A hundred percent. I massively agree. Also, I can't believe I nearly missed this, but at the end, it goes, uh, it was never perfect. It was never meant to last. And that's kind of just like, that line is obviously very like relationshipy. It's like, you know what? This, you know, I you like the idea of the relationship better than you actually liked, the, you know, the person. And this was never going to last. Like, just no way was like It's not like this was always going to end one day. But also it points a little bit deeper to just like it's kind of going back to last week meant to be by BB Rexa. It's like, you know what? Things are imperfect and that's just the way things are. And with some things in life, you get to control them a little bit more mm-hmm. and you get to be in control and decide your destiny. But in some things, especially in a relationship where it's somebody else is involved, you don't get that option. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So that line as well. I don't know. I, I really see this song as like a, it's a midnight song for sure. It's an existential crisis song for sure. Um, and it, it's undoubtedly one of my for so many reasons, one of my relationship songs. It's, but it's not attached to a specific relationship. It's attached to, um, you know, the recovery process. And it, I don't know, you know that feeling when, I don't even know what it is, but it's some chemical in your mind gets released. I don't know what chemical this is, but it, it releases something that just makes my whole body feel a bit tingly when I listen to it. <clears throat> and... There's very few songs that can do that, but there's just something about this song that does that. And yeah, so I had to bring that up. So this might be the first song actually whereby we prefer it for the production over the lyrics specifically. But um, the lyrics are amazing as well. And it's back. So of course the lyrics are great. He is. I mean, he won album of the year over Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, still very controversial. Some people very. listening to this now will, yeah, will not be happy that we're even discussing him. So Oops. your yeah your second and our final song this week um, is a absolute hashtag throwback Thursday hashtag flashback Friday hashtag honestly though um so yeah this was a song I think it was pretty popular in like 2012 2013 so clearly it's pretty old and even though Jason Mraz is you know I don't really think he's released much music lately because I know he's been doing a lot of work on Broadway. And the only reason I know this is because I actually have a friend obsessed with Broadway, and that's all she tweets about. And the reason I chose this song is because I Won't Give Up by Jason Mraz was, like, the song between me and this guy I dated. Well, I won't give up on us Even if the skies get rough I'm giving you all He's gonna have a nickname because, you know, I'm not gonna say his name out loud. So he's going to be C. And see, so can we come up with a bet? I feel like we need more inventive. We need more. Can we call now. him like, I don't know, like Thomas or like. Why did you go from C to Thomas? I don't know. I just like the name Thomas. Okay, Thomas. Is that weird? Well, wait. So is this, but why are you giving this guy a name that you like? Okay, so I don't want to give him a name that I like then because I, I mean, I still have like, I don't have a horrible relationship with this guy, but I hated him for like the first year after we broke up. So I don't know, like we've already used Nate before because I don't really like anyone named Nate except Nate Gersey that works. You why know? don't we call, yeah, Nate number two. Nate number two. We can do that. We can do Nate okay. number two. So this was like our 
song when we were dating. And every time I would hear it, that's like the first thing I would think about is our relationship. My heart would race. I would get super excited. And one day we were in the car together and he's like, I think this should be our song. And so then when we broke up, I really hated hearing this song for a very long time. I mean, if it came on the radio, I changed the channel. The same thing I have, I do with my changes by One Direction all the time, but that's another story. But I just hate That feels it. like next week's podcast, guys. Probably. But if we do night changes, we may have a problem. Um, but basically, I just hated the song. Even though it's a beautiful song. It's beautifully written. And it has a really lovely music video to it. It was, you know, soaring on the top of the charts. And Jason Mraz always makes really good music. But it's just so frustrating that a really good song by him got ruined because of how badly this relationship ended. So, Megan, how badly did it end? It ended really badly. It was probably almost a year or so into the relationship. And we didn't necessarily live very close to each other because I was in university at this time and he was going to a different one. And so we didn't see each other except on weekends. And we're starting to get to the point of our relationship where we were just rotating the weekends where we would see each other every weekend. One weekend he'd come to me, I'd go to him the other weekend. And one random month towards the end of our relationship, he stopped texting me back. I wouldn't hear from him days and I had no idea what was going on and the weekend came around and he was supposed to come visit me because it was this weekend to come down to Columbus and he never showed up he never texted me saying he was gonna he was not gonna come and I was like what is going on seeing one of our mutual friends and I was like have you heard from Nate number two and he's just like no he's like I haven't he I was like okay cool and then like a few hours later this is like before Snapchat was as big as it is now, but it existed. And I received a Snapchat of the same person I reached out to hanging out with Nate number two. I'm like, okay, so clearly you do know where he is because you're with him. So I texted him and I was like, okay, clearly you are with him. I was like, what's going on? And he goes, he needs to tell you for himself. I was like, oh, oh my god, this is so I was good. Like, oh my god, okay. Okay. And finally, over the weekend was over. I didn't know what was going on. And I get this text message on Sunday night, like two paragraphs long. And he's like, I don't want to be with you anymore. He's like, you're annoying. I was like, you never want to hang out with me. Like, you, you got on this whole schedule thing. He goes, how high maintenance of you. And he's like, you always wanted all this stuff that I couldn't afford. And I was like, what are you literally talking about? And I, I got frustrated. Like, that was the meanest thing anyone has ever said to me. And there's, like, even other things that I don't want to mention because it just starts getting really nasty. And I was so frustrated. I even attempted to text back and it wouldn't let me because he blocked me. That is a pretty nasty... That's what, because ending something that was so nice in an argument is never the right way of doing it, is it? It's never the yeah, way you, then, you'd like to break up. Yeah, so I ended up having a conversation with the same friend, and I was like, this is ridiculous, like, what happened? And he was like, he's like, I honestly don't know. He's like, truthfully, he's like, I don't know what happened. He just told us one day he didn't want to be dating you anymore. And I'm like, that's fine. And then 
about a month later, the same friend, it was his 21st birthday, and we were all hanging out, and Nate number two decided not to come. And I was like, it's per- yeah, I was like, you know, that's fine. And I went to the house party, and everybody kind of just looked at me, and they're just like, why are you here? They're just kind of, you know, those looks where they look at you like, oh my gosh, why are you here? Or like those, like, wow, we see, we feel sorry for you looks. And I was like, honestly, I was like, what am I missing? I was like, it's been a month. I don't care about him anymore. I'm fine. I'm soaring through school. I'm like, what is everybody's problem? And one of our friends pulled me to the side and he was like Nate number two has been cheating on you since the second month that you guys been together and we all knew oh my, this is a tv show Megan you're gonna sell the rights to this right now yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah it was really upsetting and this all happened but wait why did none of your friends tell you that's what upset me the most is just because even some of them, because at that point I wasn't living in the dorms anymore. And I was like, why didn't you, you guys tell me? They're like, bro code, we couldn't tell you. And I was like, no. That, I was like, no. I was like, I am your friend too. And one of them was like, he's like, you don't understand how badly I wanted to tell you. He's like, but I was literally sworn to secrecy. I was like, no, like you don't do that. Like it's like if somebody tells me something so hurtful about somebody that I care about, I am going to tell the person that I care about, whether you were to born honest, to secrecy or not. I was so angry. I didn't talk to any of them for months. I was so upset. Were they friends with you or him? First, they were though? friends with him first. There we go. That and here's the thing: as horrible as that sounds, and as horrible as this might sound, unfortunately, I've never been in this position before. But I'm thinking if one of my best friends had issues with his girlfriend, and I might be friends with his girlfriend too, but I, you know, I'm only friends with his girlfriend because I was at first friends with him. Then I, my my loyalties with my mate. Sorry. Yeah, which is. which is something that I understood like several months later after like all the anger subsided, and especially the one that wanted to tell me you really badly. He was like, "Listen, he's like, I know I met you through him." But he's like, you and me had a better, like, friendship than I ever had with him. And he's like, I am so sorry I didn't tell you. He's like, I just didn't know how to tell you because you seemed so happy. I was like, honestly, if somebody's cheating on me, I was like, tell me. I don't care how happy I am. I was like, I'd rather know the truth than be lied to for months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Exhausting. And that is Jason Mraz, I Won't Give Up. Yeah, so every time I, mean... I, as much as that song is phenomenal, like, I, that's what I think about every time I hear it now. And it sucks because no song should have that thought behind it. I won't give up <laughs> on... Oh, I'm joking. Um, but it, you know what is quite funny, actually, about this song? And that is that the pre-chorus is literally... I won't give up on us, even if the skies get rough. I'm giving you all my love. I'm still looking up. And even just the line, I'm giving you all my love, was not true. I know. When he said that this was your song. Yeah. He was probably telling that other girl the same thing. Who knows? I have no idea. Did you find out who the other girl was? I did not, but somebody ended up calling me, claiming to be her. And she didn't really tell me much. She didn't tell me her name. And she's just like, he's been cheating on you with me for all these time. He's like, she's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I didn't even know that you existed. I was like, well, welcome to my book. Cause I didn't know you existed either. But so, but surely he was cheating on the both of you. Basically. Then, so for all, for all we know, there could have been more girls that we didn't know about. 
Yeah. Guys, wow. I thought this is... Whew, this is going to take a lot of time for me to get my mind around. Well, what a way, I guess, to end episode three. I mean, I'm, I'm speechless. That was a real revelation. I definitely know how I'm promoting this episode. Um, Moose Blood, Cherry, Lord Royals, Flume featuring Beck, Tiny Cities, and Jason Mraz, I Won't Give Up. Wow, Megan. What? Way to blow all of my stories out of the water. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, we're going to have an episode that's going to have a really good story that comes from you, and it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I just don't think, I just don't think it is, because <laughs> I've just never had that much drama compared to that story alone. Wow. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode. <laughs> oh, Megan. You... <sighs> it's okay, guys. <sighs> Everyone's going to love it, and they're going to be super happy with the next one. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to have to go a bit like more lighthearted next time, because this went <laughs> real, real fast. I know. That's why next time we're going to do that Nick Jonas song. Yeah. Okay. Nick Jonas is up next. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.